Hi friends, I'm Chef Stacy, And I'm Pastor Monica. And welcome to Everyday Daniel. Today we're talking about uh, the story of Elijah. Girl, I almost lost my, <laughs> lost my thought. We're talking about the story of Elijah um, and when uh, he made some prophecies on behalf of God and yes. got into some real serious uh, trouble and uh, he ended up the featured food basically is flour and oil um, and we'll get to why that is mm -hmm. but basically God you know provided some food for him okay. and if you're following along at home the focus scripture is first Kings yes. uh, chapter 17 verse 12 mm -hmm. and that's where the folk the featured food is referenced however yes. we're gonna recap the entire Bible story so yes. all of first chapter um, First Kings, really chapter 16 and 17. Yeah. Okay. Do so, it. Pastor Monica. Yes, ma'am. This is what happened, girl. Yes, tell us what happened, Stacy. So here we are out in the land of Canaan. Mm -hmm. And the prophet Elijah <laughs> <laughs> comes out and he's like, yo, there's gonna be a drought. Right. And you know what? That doesn't sound like such a big deal, right? Yeah. Okay, there's a drought, whatever. To right. us, no big deal. Like, yeah. California was in a drought for like six years. Six years, I mean, but we still... We still yeah. live in. Yeah. Um, but this angered a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And the reason it angered a lot of people in the land of Canaan in particular was oh. because they worshipped a god, mm -hmm. their god, called Baal or Baal. B-A-A-L. Baal, yeah. Baal. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sister. Yes, you are. <laughs> Got you. And uh, Baal was the god of rain, thunder, lightning, and dew. <laughs> okay. Don't you love it? Don't you love it? So here comes Elijah talking about my god, <laughs> say your god can't make it rain. <laughs> god is funny. God is funny. Yes. Um, and so Jezebel... Mm, she a Jezebel. Mm -hmm. Jezebel was the high priest that served priestess. She's a lady. Mm -hmm. And she served Baal. Um, and so she was mad. And all her followers were mad. Because they were like, how are you mm -hmm. going to diss our God like that? Mm -hmm. And then... She wasn't nice. She was not mm -hmm. nice. Mm -hmm. um, oh, Jezebel, that hussy. Mm -hmm. we, there's some other stories we can tell about her. <laughs> but that's for another day. And then... <laughs> Jezebel happened to be married to Ahab, mm. who was the ruler of the land of Canaan at the time. So Elijah, mm -hmm. with his prophecy, done insulted yep. Baal. Yep. He done insulted the god, little god Baal's uh, prophet or priestess lady Jezebel. Yep. And then he's done insulted Jezebel's husband, the king of Canaan. So you know you done messed up. Everybody's mad at you. You, you messed up. You done messed up. Messed up. So then the, the Bible says mm -hmm. that God told Elijah to flee. Mm. Now, honey child, in my head, I was thinking, did God tell you to flee or is that just good common sense? Right. Sometimes God will give you good common sense. <laughs> right. <laughs> and God said, hey, Elijah, flee, get out of this land and hide by a brook. And I'm going to let some ravens, some birds bring you bread and meat and you can drink from the brook. I'll make that. sure you eat. Right. Love I that. I love it. And then. So um, awesome. So he did that. Elijah went to the brook. He hid out and ravens brought him bread and meat. And when the brook dried up, God said, all right, Elijah, go see this woman in Phoenicia. Like God just led him and he mm -hmm. ended up in this town and this widow mm -hmm. lady 
um, he stumbled upon her and he said, hey, widow lady. Um, <laughs> widow lady. Yeah, he was like, hey, yo, you, widow lady. I don't know your name. Um, why don't you feed me? And she was like, bro, it's a drought. Like, <laughs> and I feel like Elijah, he should have known that. He prophesied that there would be a drought. Yeah. So she was like, son, it's a drought. I ain't got it. I don't have any cakes to feed you. I right. have this little bit of meal flour meal and a little bit of oil and i'm right. about to make this stuff put it together yes. dress my son we're gonna eat this last little bit of food and we're gonna lay down and die because yes. we don't have anything mm -hmm. and he was like no, no 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 don't worry about it just give me the last little bit that you have and um my god said that your flour will never run out and your oil will never run out and you know what this woman was probably <laughs> thinking like i would have been thinking two things like first yeah. of all I just told you I don't have it and yes. like I'm about to eat this last bit and uh -huh. me and my son are just gonna lay down and die like yes. what and you want me to give it to you right but then the flip side mm -hmm. I might have been thinking well oh, what do I have to lose, what do I have to lose? <laughs> that's what I would have that's probably where I would have turned around and did it because I'm like you know hey, hey mm. I was gonna eat this and die tomorrow so might as well lay down and die today here right. you can have it you right. gonna die the next day so <laughs> But he said, you know, my God will make sure basically that your needs are met. So she yes. was like, all right, cool. She did her part and God did his part. Mm -hmm. Sure enough, the flour never ran out mm. and the oil never ran out. Mm. Um, and so during the drought, this widow, her son and Elijah, they ate good. Yeah. While everybody else in the land of Canaan with the drought or in the land, they had the drought still going on and they were struggling. Mm -hmm. Eventually, um, the widow's son dies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she not was like... Not because of the... No, not because of the drought or the food. <laughs> Just FYI. FYI. Full stop, period. <laughs> right. Next section. <laughs> the Bible literally says like some time passed. Yes, right? so yes. The son, the son, he gets sick, whatever. Mm -hmm. People get sick. They didn't have antibiotics. I don't know. So he gets sick and he <laughs> dies. And the woman's like... Hey man, my son's dead. And then Elijah was like, no, 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 uh, God, mm -hmm. you sent me here and now like, come on, don't let this mm -hmm. kid die. Mm -hmm. So he cried out to God and God brought the kid back to life. So powerful. And then the story closes with this particular widow woman where she says, you brought my son back to life and I now know that mm -hmm. you're a man of God mm. and that the words in your mouth are words from God. Mm. So that's the whole story yes. of, um, and I, we actually told you a little bit more than just the flower and the cake. Just the flower and the cake, yeah, but yeah. But if you guys want to go back and read it, now mm -hmm. you have a little bit more context. Absolutely. First Kings, um, really like toward the end of chapter 16 and through the end of 17. 17, yeah. yeah. All right, next we're going to talk about the food that we referenced in the Bible, which is flour um, and oil. So stay tuned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you ready? I'm ready. Hi friends, I'm Chef Stacy, And I'm Pastor Monica. Welcome back to Everyday Daniel. Now, this time around, we are talking about the food referenced in 1 Kings Chapter 17, verse 12. And Pastor Monica, why don't you tell us all about it? Well, flour is actually 
It's made from grinding raw grains, roots, beans, nuts, and even seeds together. Oh, um, and all they, together at once? Not together once, separately, so different you, ones. You can make different <laughs> types of flour. Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> and they used to grind it together on a machine to kind of look like this, and obviously now we have way more advanced machines. Yep. Uh, but when they used to grind it together, um, and they would do it very fine. Today there's a difference between flour and meal. Uh, flour is the more fine, but people use meal interchangeably. Oh. Um, but more so it's used across the world really as a staple food, mm -hmm. uh, as a cereal. You can use it for baking, mm -hmm. cakes, breads, um, honestly pretty much anything that they can use to bake to make as a staple food. Yes. Uh, you can mix it with water, milk, and any other goods to make bake it and make it look amazing. So not look amazing, but taste amazing. Taste amazing. Um, but yeah, but when I was looking at that, it's just more so the main thing I got from it is that it's a staple food. Okay. It's a staple food. You know what's interesting? Um, so for this past Thanksgiving, I think it was yes. Thanksgiving or maybe Christmas, I was um, cooking and I was going to make some cornbread. And you know, I'm yeah. vegan, so I'm making yeah. this vegan cornbread and I want it to taste <laughs> good because I'm going to share my family and tell them, oh, vegan food can be good. Mm. And um, I had gone to the grocery store mm. and I got everything and then I was time to make the cornbread and I did not have cornmeal. <laughs> but... <Okay. laughs> I eat a lot of popcorn and okay. so I just have, I always buy like the raw popcorn in bulk from yeah. the store. So no butter, not the prepackaged buttery stuff, just yes. the kernels. Yeah. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to make some cornmeal. <laughs> and I she put, made cornmeal. I made cornmeal. Okay. I put um, a cups of uh, raw corn kernels into a high speed blender. I have a Blendtec blender and I pulsed it until it was um, as fine as it could get and then I poured it into a sifter and I sifted out the fine parts and then the stuff that was left in the sifter that was too coarse I put it back in the blender and blend some more and kept doing that until it was as fine as I wanted it to be for my cornmeal. Wow. <laughs> yeah. This is as authentic as it gets. As it gets. So so she knows firsthand what we're talking about when making <laughs> continue the story i know uh, uh, okay. just, i mean I, the cornbread turned out really really good that's okay. why i added a little salt and mixed it with my other ingredients oh my gosh yeah, so. i would have loved to have tasted that i know now that is the most authentic cornbread i think i will have ever made because i've made cornbread from scratch but that's with the cornmeal that you get you know from the store that yeah. your mama make and then you put all the right ingredients in yeah but i've never actually ground my own meal I, I, that's you get you get props for that one because I, I really you know? should not get props because i forgot to buy cornmeal <laughs> well, most people wouldn't have done that that's i would have just went to the store and got some cornmeal that's that's so, true that's true <laughs> that was very creative and needless to say it sounds like it went well it did it went okay. really well so now you guys also know that if you um don't <laughs> have cornmeal you can make your own but if that that's if you buy bulk popcorn like that's kind of a weird thing not most people do that yeah yeah so um but basically yeah. that same process like you were saying yeah you can use with peas or um, yeah. wheat that's Nuts, how you make seeds, flour fruits yeah Nuts, anything and you can also make noodles with it what yeah tell us something girl mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i actually um teach cooking classes yes. uh she's really good i am you are <laughs> <laughs> 
I've been to a class and the food's good too. And I, in one of them, I teach people how to make pasta. Um, and so we get some flour together and actually make pasta. Mm. And so you're right. It's yeah. totally possible. It's yeah, it's possible. Mm. It's very good. Little ho little house on the prairie. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's a great show, by the way. I know it really is. <laughs> okay. So what else yes. is that? Everything about that's flour pretty today? much yeah. Just a few basics on flour and what you can use to make them. And it's also it's a source of provision. Mm -hmm. It's the main mm -hmm. source of provision. Yeah. So like, and that, I mean, I think that's kind of true. Like wherever you are, it, flour is usually pretty cheap. And like Monica said, you can get different kinds of flour and some yeah. are more expensive than others. Mm -hmm. um, Gluten-free flour, which mm -hmm. usually isn't made from wheat, but it has a bunch of other stuff might be right. a little more expensive here in the States, you know, versus like some other things. Mm -hmm. um, but the reason it's a staple is mm -hmm. because you can always mix flour with water in different quantities and you can make cookies, Cookies. you can make bread, you can make cakes. pasta, you can make cakes, cornbread, I mean that's so bread, but yes, all that, all kind, and different kinds of bread, different kinds of bread, and those are all very filling, yes, they're full of carbs, they're but they're carbs. filling, but they will be they'll, filling, they'll hold you, know? you, and if you don't have a lot of money or whatever, then, and not just that, it's also, it's a dry food, so mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be refrigerated. Mm. So it's something that you can have that will last for a while if you can, you know, keep it in a closed container. Mm -hmm. So especially back then when people weren't running around with these state-of-the-art uh, refrigerators, right? right? Yeah. Or state-of-the-art even ovens. Yeah. You know, yes, they had ways to cook and, and bake, but they didn't have what we have. Yeah. And so these are grains that they use in the Bible. This is what they use without needing uh, yes. refrigerators, refrigerators or all that temperature. Stuff gradient things yeah, yeah so that's interesting um because in first kings mm -hmm. chapter we're in 17 12 17, right yes. okay yep. um where they mentioned the flour and also mentions oil that mm -hmm. this woman was going to mix together and it was very common that people would mix mm -hmm. these ingredients together to make like a cake or like yes. a flatbread and of yes. course you could add sugar or dates or whatever to sweeten it right. um you can add spices to make it savory mm -hmm. but what's interesting is um in this story mm -hmm. Um, Elijah and God promises this woman that if mm -hmm. she would feed him first, her flour would never run out mm -hmm. and her oil would never run out. And mm -hmm. interesting that she didn't need a refrigerator. <laughs> it just replenished. And just, Come on. Yeah, so that, I thought that was interesting. Flour and oil and neither one of them needs to be refrigerated. And, right. And you can make all kinds of different things with it. Yes. Provision. Wow, provision. Mm. Okay, so that's the end of today's featured food. Um, if you want to hear more about the Bible story, then um, we talked about that earlier in this series. And if you want to hear about the lessons that we learned, um, we're going to get to it. Cool. Hi, friends. I'm Chef Stacy, And I'm Pastor Monica. And welcome back to Everyday Daniel. Okay, this is the third part of our series on um, 1 Kings chapter 17, yes. verse 12, mm -hmm. where we're talking about when the prophet Elijah met the widow lady who fed him um, a meal of flour and oil. Right. And now we're going to talk about the lessons that we learned from that story. So, Pastor Monica, do you want to kick it off and tell us about the lessons that you learned from 1 Kings 17, verse 12? Sure. Well, actually, it was more than just verse 12, right? We looked at it was, all of... We looked at, like, toward the end of it, yeah. but, yeah, but I can just say, yes. <laughs> so, um, the first one uh, was serve others before you serve yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what I got for the first one because Elijah greets her at the gate 
and um, he says, hey, can I have a cup of water? He said, also, can you bring me, you know, some bread back with it? And she's like, look, bruh, uh, <laughs> I, all I got, I, bet I got a handful of flour and some oil. I'm about to go and bake this. And me and my son, we about to live and die. Right. Could you imagine someone just saying that? Yes. But the biggest thing outside of that is that Elijah shares the word and from the Lord saying that, you know, as far as because he obviously wanted bread, he said, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said, but make a little bread for me first. Mm -hmm. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. There will always be flour and oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. Mm -hmm. You're in the middle of a drought. You see this random person and he tells you this. At the end of the day, I know we laughed about this <laughs> already, but it's like, hey, because I literally thought that I'm like, well, what really do you have to lose? Right. Because you look at it and you're like, dang, she really listened to him. But at the same time, it's like, well, he is a prophet and she obviously respected and minded the word of the Lord. Yes. And for her to do that, that is huge. That is your last. Can you, you're, you're at your, you are destitute. Yes. Really? Quite literally. Your car ain't running, your gas ain't running, you haven't paid a light bill in God knows how long, you got bills running up, you got bill collectors trying to call yes. you on the phone that is about to cut off, you don't have anything in your cupboards but a little bit of flour and oil. Yes. Okay? No and eggs, no milk. Right. Like you got flour even and oil. eggs will even be nice, but you don't even... Flowers and oil. Mm -hmm. Flour and oil. Mm -hmm. And he says this. And for me, that is huge because the Bible interweaves the importance of serving and serving others first um, as an additive of who he is and who his character is. And so for him to do for for her to actually follow in this pursuit, it stands out to me because, to be honest, you might have a second thought like, how inconsiderate? I just mm -hmm. told you I got to do this. I know, right? But she must have really took heed and heard God. Yes. For you to do that, you have to really take heed and know, like, this must really be God, you, or this is a joke. Am I being punk right now? I must be. Where are the cameras? Right. Because you can't be serious when I just told you I'm about to go and die. Yes. So serve others first before you serve yourself. It's the lesson I got, and she obeyed that obviously. Um, and the next one, um, God spoke a word of provision. So even though I just read it, that's what it was. But the provision was the flour. Mm -hmm. And the oil, as we, if we prelude into the New Testament, is often and is representative of the anointing. And so you have provision and anointing now sitting in your house. You already have the provision. You already have what you needed sitting in your house. But sometimes you need God to point out that you have everything you need. Ah. And I thought, she had it at the house. I got flour and I got oil. I'm about to take this. I'm about to die. He said, no, I'm about to multiply. Wow. I'm about to multiply my anointing in your life. I'm about to multiply the provision in your life. And you won't have any lack. We are in a drought. Mm -hmm. But you won't be. But you won't The be. city is in lack maybe right now. But Ooh. you won't be. Ooh. There is a covering also and a protection that comes with his obedience. Mm. There was a time that I had to be very... Um, I had to be very frugal and I thought about the provision that came in being obedient. When I would be obedient and let go or do certain things, he would bring along someone to do something or, or an opportunity for me to make something here or for me, whatever it needed. Let's just say rent was paid and I did not go hungry. Okay. And it makes me think back to those wonderfully humble days and it wasn't that long ago. 
to understand and know and be grateful for it. It ain't like it was a decade ago. It ain't right. like it was 20 years ago. Right. To realize that God, the provision and everything that I needed was already sitting there. And sometimes we just have to, he has to point it out and show us, here, I can do more with what you have. Just trust me with it. Mm. So he spoke a word of provision, but he also pointed out that what was needed was already with her. She said, mm. all I have is oil and flour. No, all you need is oil, oil and, and flour. flour. That's so interesting. I, I was just um, thumbing through Michelle Obama's book again, mm -hmm. Becoming, yes. and I think there's a passage in there that said something about like, um, you, either I had nothing or I had everything. It basically, it was a matter of perspective. It was how I was looking at it. Yes. And so this woman, she looked at her little bit of flour and her little bit of oil mm -hmm. and she thought, I have nothing. Mm -hmm. She saw it as a finite resource. Um, but God looked at it and mm -hmm. the prophet looked at it and said, you have everything, everything you need. And this resource is not finite. Right. Right. So interesting. Okay. Yes. She never went in lack. Yeah. Like I just... That just, I don't know why that just kind of lit me up. But I just thought about, it just never, and I just thought about the times that I never lacked. Yes. I never lacked. Yes. I never lacked. Um, he spoke the word of provision and he did what he said he was going to do. Yes. Her, she never ran out. What that looks like, you come back and your flower is up to here. You come back, you use about this much, you come back and it's up to here again. It just never goes away. Are you pouring and it's still staying where it's at and you've been pouring for who knows, months, years. Yes, yes. I mean, that just, you know, if we even go back to Exodus when he was dropping manna from heaven and they was complaining. Wait a minute, you complaining? about meal that's falling from heaven get your life right get your life right get your life so friend. she wasn't complaining but i'm just saying yeah um and the third one is wait hold on on okay. that story they <laughs> yeah. were complaining about manna because yes. they were tired of they were eating tired the same of, thing right you don't have a say so first off you didn't purchase nothing you didn't purchase nothing you didn't help bring nothing on this no we're trying to take you out of captivity and you are upset mm -mm. get your priorities right get your priorities check yourself okay please continue okay <laughs> and the last one in elijah chapter 17 verse 24 says elijah pleaded on her behalf so afterward as um stacy has so eloquently shared with us in the very beginning section if you already watched it is that uh, the son did actually eventually die. Had nothing to do with the provision or anything that we're talking right. about. It just by own means. And uh, Elijah's there and he says, you know, why would you let the lady who's opened up her home to me, mm -hmm. why would you let her son die? Mm -hmm. He takes him upstairs. I like, he takes him to a separate place and talks to God for himself. Mm -hmm. And he has his conversation in his own way mm -hmm. because that's what prayer is. It's mm -hmm. a conversation with God and the way you communicate. It's not a thee and thou if you don't talk thee and thou. Right. It's a what's up, how you doing if that's how you talk, right? Exactly. It's a hello Lord, you are awesome if that's how you, talk. That's how you talk and it's okay so he goes up to upstairs and he pleads on his behalf three times and then the Lord heals him and he brings him back down and says he's alive God put someone in her corner she was obedient God brought the provision and he later used the one that uh, he used her who, to bless Elijah, Elijah then was already blessing because he was speaking the word of God. Right. But he came back and blessed her. And at the end, she said something that cracked me up. was like, now I know that you're a true man of God. <laughs> I know. You didn't know he's a true man of God because you've been eating for, uh, flour and oil for all the this past time. all this time. And God's been providing. You didn't know. That's okay. Sometimes we just don't know. I'm going to leave that alone because she, maybe right. she was still coming in certain places with the Lord. That's okay. Right. We don't always get it. Right. We all have to figure things out. But 
You know? Yeah. That cracked me up too. I was, I was like, like, wait. You now realize? Yeah. I'm gonna leave that alone. But that is your son. That was a huge thing. You he brought him back to life. God has someone in her corner. Mm. And what I wanted to say on this part is I didn't really have a full title for this, so I just mentioned the scripture. But it's more so, you know. You never know who's around you. Mm. I, that's the only way I can really put what I was getting. Mm. You don't know who you have around you. Mm -hmm. She, he uh, was, at the, when he came um, to that city, uh, Zarephath, he didn't know who was going to help him. Mm -hmm. He just obeyed what God told him to do. She thought she was going to die that next day. She is still alive mm -hmm. because she obeyed him made him something first and then had enough for her yeah because god then what he multiplied right. now going to that third one now come back she need a blessing my son died right you don't know who you have around you and you don't know when you're going to need someone be careful how you treat the people around mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. be careful the very person that you wouldn't think you might need help from might be the very and the only person that can help you at that time yeah just be mindful of how you treat people What's interesting about that is um, the Bible does say that after about three years, I think it was, mm -hmm. then God instructed Elijah to basically go to back to, I think it was um, uh, the king, I forget his name, uh, the one that was married to that Jezebel. Oh, Ahab. <laughs> Ahab, yes. thank you. Mm -hmm. um, and it, the Bible, for me, it wasn't clear whether or not the prophet stayed with the widow for all those three years mm -hmm. or if he was just with her for some time and right. then he moved on and then God instructed him. Mm -hmm. But what I think is interesting is um, I'm going to choose to assume that he stayed there for three years and that she um, fed him and all this from the food supply that never ran out mm -hmm. what that says to me is um maintain relationships mm -hmm. right like yeah. people are not transactional mm. no you want to yeah. be relational and so it's more than I just what can i get from you right mm -hmm. now in mm -hmm. this moment um they have built up you know friendship or relational capital mm -hmm. so that when she needed something that person was in her corner already he was pleading for her he was pleading for her you know you don't plead for somebody really that you don't know that well right but for somebody that you know mm -hmm. and you have relationship and you don't feel like this person has used me you mm -hmm. feel like you know i care about this person this person cares about me yep you're gonna go to bat for them mm -hmm. you know so i think that's mm. interesting i love that transactional uh isn't it right being relational it's so huge because you just don't, I mean, honestly, relational capital is far above any other capital. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, Business, mm -hmm. ministry, family. Even money. Money. I have so everything. many friends that have started businesses and they're like, I don't have any money, but I'll trade this service for that service. Barter. <laughs> Barter. Because they have relationships with people mm -hmm. until they get to a point where they're making money in their business and they can it's afford true. to pay people. And you know, and well, in business, when you do actually collaborate with people like that, mm -hmm. beyond the bartering, it's called a strategic alliance. Mm. And there are people that actually make really good money because then what you do is you uh, leverage each other's strengths. Mm -hmm. So where I'm, my weakness is, we leverage a strength, right? Mm -hmm. And then we work together. I don't have this, but she has it. I don't mm. have it, but she doesn't have it, I have it. Right. And they leverage that relationships people have built million dollar businesses on that type of relationship just fyi amen honey <laughs> amen just speaking of it just saying. um okay so i learned a couple lessons but i don't know if they're um i mean you know i'm gonna tell them <laughs> tell them we want to hear i know okay so i learned three things right so the first i don't know if this is a learning but this is just something i thought i'm not really sure if 
um, when Elijah fled the city. I know the Bible says that God mm -hmm. um, told him to, so I believe that God told him to, but I also think it's just kind of funny. Like, God told you to do something that is straight up common sense. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of examples in the Bible where God tells people to do, like, things that are ridiculous mm -hmm. and wild and unheard of. Very true. Um, but then sometimes God is just like, son, you offended everybody. You did it in my name. I get it. But now you got to go. You got to flee. I'm going to take care of you. Don't worry about it because you were doing what I told you to. But the block is hot. You got to get out. So I thought that was kind of interesting. And then I also thought, okay, obviously God um, provides for the people that follow his commands. Mm -hmm. He provided for Elijah when he instructed Elijah to hide out by the brook. Yes. So he drank the water from the brook. The ravens brought him bread and yes. meat to eat. Um, he provided for the woman. Uh, the flour and the oil never ran out. Mm -hmm. um, so obviously God provides for those that follow him. Mm -hmm. And then the third thing that I uh, thought was... Um, People are kind of stupid sometimes, like, <laughs> <laughs> why did it take this boy dying and coming back to life before yeah, the woman was. was like, oh, now I see you're I a man. Got I was thinking, I was like, you just, okay, I'm going to do that alone. Uh, right? Like, what? Girl, what? <laughs> okay, so that's it. <laughs> No, I really got to say, I was like, you just now, the end of this chapter, he done did all this, all right. this time, you ain't gone hungry. Right. And he done spoke the word from the Lord and that didn't click. That, that didn't, sometimes I wonder, like, I know that people get really super serious about the Bible, mm -hmm. oh, God's holy text, but sometimes I wonder, like, did God write some parts of it as a comedy? Like, I think that he has an amazing sense of humor. humor. Well, he created me, so I know because I laugh about stuff all the time. But he, that is hilarious. Like, you can't believe it. Like, he, like, he, like, I'm sure he, there's times he's like, that's, that's my daughter. Right. It's okay. That's, that's yeah. what I'm here for. Yeah. That's it. It just took her a little while. I knew it. Yes. I mean, she was going to get there. She was going to get there. It just right? took her a little just, longer. I mean, the, the flower never running out, that, that didn't click to her, you know, but okay, uh, now, mm -hmm. now she gets it. <laughs> Ha ha. ha. That out to me too. That's <laughs> Okay, so um, those are all the lessons I have. Yeah. All the lessons you have too? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks guys for tuning in to Everyday Daniel. And uh, I hope we'll see you again soon.